What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Music Corner Rips the 808s. I'm Nate. I'm Sebastian. And today we have two very special guests here. We have two members of the band Vespera. Go ahead and introduce yourselves, guys. What's up? I'm Jonathan. Play the drums. And I'm Castle Wolf. I'm the singer of Vespera. It's good to have you guys on the podcast. We figured uh, conduct an interview here with you guys. You're a pretty growing band currently and all. Like, got to give you credit and everything, especially for the past few years. Uh, with like the singles you put out and the promotion you've had, like good on you guys for sure. First, let's uh, introduce yourselves uh, and like the band. Uh, like, who are you and like you know what genre is your band? What do you play, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, we're a rock band. We we like to to kind of blur the the lines of genre genre bending. Yeah, just kind of like ambiguously uh, rock. Um, and then there's you know other influences from from other stuff as well, kind of tucked in there i noticed like a lot of those influences seem to be more like alt metal bands because when i listen to you guys i definitely get like you know like deftones vibes and maybe like uh 10 years if you've heard of them oh certainly right like i and i love it my next question here is like how did you guys form and like around like when did you guys form and how uh you came up with like your name even the band formed in a in a very strange way i originally went to this dd maryland and started uh, tracking what I thought was going to be an EP originally. And at that same time, John and I were like a different band, but we were kind of thinking about doing something together. So I was in the studio working on these songs, and at one point I was like, do you want to just like do this with me? And he would come over to the studio, he'd drive from either like Boston or Carolina, depending on where he was, and we'd start jamming together at the studio. One thing led to another, and uh, once the album was finished, we found our other two members, and we just kind of you know, fired off the gun and just went and filmed six music videos in a week. Yeah. We just kind of, like, went crazy from the get-go, and, uh, yeah, that was, like, the start of the band. This was, um, the album was, I finished tracking it. I, like, flew out uh, November 22nd, November 23rd of 2017, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah was when uh, we all met for the first time. Like, everyone flew to Seattle, and uh, we did the damn thing. That's yeah. so cool. And you guys were, like, friends prior to that, too? Like, you've known each other and all? Yeah. Barely. Barely. We're because bands that didn't end up working out, um, and so then we became real-life friends. But, yeah, we all kind of got to know each other, like, literally while we're shooting these videos. So it was, it was interesting, and I guess we lucked out because it, it could have been terrible. Yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. Just about the band, you know, um, and when we actually did the music videos and everything, we didn't have a name. We had a list of like 500 names mm-hmm. that was growing and growing and growing. Uh, and then you said Vesper, and I was walking through the Chicago airport, and I got that message, and I was like, what if we put an A at the end? And everyone was like, <laughs> all right. And then come to find out it means evening in Latin. No kidding. The I'm a night owl, so I was like, yeah, it's double. Thing. And I was gonna say, like, that actually yeah. really suits your band in general, like your like your lyrical content and like your style. Like, that's so cool how that like just it's that worked out. I love that. Yeah, we even live near a Vesper Avenue now. Do, do you actually? Yeah, it's really fucking strange. Yeah, but now everyone thinks we named the band after the avenue, and it's like, no, come on. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, they we're named. Not the, we're, not, we're not that huge, guys. Come on now. Come over and see this. Like, huh? And I'm like, no, no, no. no, 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 no. 
That's amazing. And then you said like those music videos that you recorded. That was those for like uh like Bloom, I assume, and like Obsidian Dreams. Uh, it was Bloom, Obsidian Dreams, and Paradise were the ones that we released. There's three of them that we scrapped, which were originally for Phoenix Down, a song that we're releasing soon called Fading Light, and Definitely Dissonance. Those were the six videos that we filmed. We scrapped three, kept three. Well, okay, that, that's a perfect leeway into, like, the next topic and all, uh, promoting your new music. Uh, so I assume that you guys have been working on, like, a lot more? Yeah, with, um, you know, we had a good amount of touring put together for this year, and obviously with the pandemic, uh, that, that all kind of That was with Monuments, correct? Yeah, there was a tour with Monuments, and then another tour with an artist named Nate Wants to Battle, who's an old friend of mine. Uh, we grew up together south florida music scene but uh we realized you know we're not going to be able to tour we don't know how long this is going to take so we figured you know what let's start writing the actual album like the album that we truly want to release so we've just been slowly working on that while trying to stay as productive as possible in the midst of all this absolutely i did like i did see that uh that nate wants the battle tour and all too because at first i when i had seen that because he's not really around your genre or at least sounds like it is he uh he's close he's like punk kind of okay so he is punk i've personally never heard of him because like when i saw that uh you guys were supposed to actually come out here to uh the cleveland area at the uh the beachland ballroom i was like is that like legit because sometimes there's like a whole thing where it shows like you know a band's page is coming but you know they're not actually coming it was just some different named but i had no clue that like uh that was actually really similar and all yeah um you know i i don't agree with the mentality of stacking four or five bands on a tour that all sound the same. I would rather gouge my eyes out than sit at a venue for three hours and just hear for death <laughs> I like switching it up and Nate's an old friend of mine and it just, it makes sense man. I I come from a, I think a generation or like a decade where the tours would have bands of different genres come together and it was cool, you know, it, there's pros and cons to it, but I think it's a beautiful thing when artists of different genres can come together and tour together and bring a whole new crowd. I mean, let's look at a big example like uh, Blink-182 and Lil Wayne, you know? Right. It, it's, why not? It's like, why not bring a bunch of worlds together? I think that's a great way to fill up a venue and just open people up to new genres. Maybe you love it, maybe you hate it. doesn't, you know, at least it's an opportunity to be exposed to something new. 100% and like the fact that too like bands nowadays like what I can think of from the top of my head in the metal scene have definitely like used some of those like rap and trap sounds and beats into their music which can like open it up to like other fans from like you know the rap genre alone into like you know the metal world or even like the rock community or whatever and like then that's how like you can also get like different tours and everything going too from different genres so I agree with you that's actually a genius idea that's the thing i feel like a lot of people live in this box and the box is an illusion the box is a lie you got to live out of it look at an artist like ghost main who you know when you listen to him where he originally came from like the suicide boys all right. of a sudden you go see him at the roxy and you got fucking guitars masks breakdowns people are moshing i was like this is not what i expected <laughs> like they had like harm's way i think open for him on like one of the tour like they're like a heavy hardcore band yeah man it, it's Cool. I thought that was awesome, though. You know, the, the energy, you know, genre is, is one thing, but the energy of a lot of music across different genres is very similar. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the, when we saw Ghostman, I was like, this feels like a metal show right yeah. now. 
but it's not crap metal (laughs) so well Yeah, honestly, with uh, music, with uh, the whole going into different genres thing, genres were only pretty much made just so you can separate records and uh, really just keep tabs on what bands are what. But honestly, I I prefer all this genre mixing. I mean, look at Woodstock. You had bands like in groups like Simon and Garfunkel going with Jimi Hendrix and uh, Janis Joplin and even like uh, I'm trying to remember who else. But Neil say you had all these crazy ass different genres all blending together because of one thing and one thing only music and and that's how i think it should be it's like an artist playground you know just to go to a festival and that's what i think it should be it shouldn't just all be one thing it just it feels more exclusive if it is uh all one thing so you can't really like get different people at a metal show like i've seen you know the same moshers it'll be cool one day to see you know a chad and like a polo shirt there you know it'll be just like it'll be chill yeah. i welcome it yeah, you know, it's all about being inclusive. You know, I, I'm not a fan of the exclusivity. I, I'd rather try to bring everyone in. Let's get more chads out for the shows. Yeah, dude. Come on exactly. <laughs> sure, get, the, get your name out there and everything. Uh, so with your new album and everything that you guys have been working on, what kind of, like, lyrical content would you say or even style of music is going to be – would we expect from this new album? I, I don't think words are going to be able to, to really uh, – kind of explain what it is it's one of these things where i think once it's done you'll be able to make your own assessment of it for sure the goal is to bring in influences that you would have never expected we're listening to music from different countries just trying to find inspiration we're trying to look at what's happening in the whole world rather than focusing a little niche you know market um we are very much fans of all types of music you know i think between the two of us our uh, list of influences is like pretty freaking huge so we're just trying to condense it all and make it a unique sound we're you know i never want to try to be like overly bold or anything like that but i think we're trying to do something that's never been done before you know that right. i want something that stands the test of time and whether I hope that we do it. You know, we've had a lot of time to sit here and try a lot of different things, and we continue to experiment every single day. So we're in the middle right now of figuring out how we want to be identified because we've had publications in the past try to throw us in this like alternative metal kind of vibe, and in all reality, that's not what we are. We've certainly written some heavier songs, but we've also not we haven't released our full catalog. What we have just sitting here waiting to be released is not as uh, as heavy as some of the earlier stuff that we've released and we oh, kind wow. of don't intentionally want to like take you through a musical journey and it's just you know you might like the next song that we release we might you might hate it but maybe the next one you love even more hate even more it's like we just want to try a bunch of different things we're not here to to win anyone over we're just here to uh, do art man yeah, yeah I think Right now, for the the writing process, at least, what we've kind of done is just, like, left the door completely wide open, and whatever comes out, comes out, and we don't think about it until later, because sometimes we'll be playing something, and it'll, and I'll hate it, I'll be like, oh, this, this is terrible, this sounds so stupid, and then we'll go back a few hours later and, and listen back to it, and we'll be like, wait, this is, like, stupid in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> this is stupid good. So, you know, just kind of letting whatever comes out come out and then 
assembling it later is kind of uh, is what we've been doing. Well, let me explain some simple words. We're trying to push the boundaries uh, in both directions. We want to take it to the heaviest you've ever heard and also the softest, lightest, gentlest thing you've ever had grace your your drums. You know, we're all about dynamics. We want to go in both directions. We're not trying to aim, you know, to just one thing. We're, we're trying to spread ourselves across the spectrum of music. I don't want to have just like one specific genre for your music and that's all that people know you for because I will admit even for myself I would have even categorized yourself as like alt metal but like because you guys are like you know doing your own thing having your own influences and inspirations you're able to branch out of that like the best example I could think of uh, if you know the band Issues their new album is all over the place in sound you can't even like call them like metalcore anymore like you used to they're just doing their own thing they're adding like funk more to their music r&b more electronic stuff even it's it's good it's what makes you sound different and separates you from the whole genre almost creates your own at some point especially if it's like that different you know what i mean that's that's awesome like i'm actually i'm actually like really looking forward now to hearing this album considering that it's going to be kind of all over the place same, dude. We're, we're looking forward to... We have... Dude, right now, I think we have over a thousand-something ideas kind of sitting in the drive. You know, at one point, we're going to have to condense that down to ten songs. And it's already all over the place, and we're planning on going even further out. You know, we, so <laughs> we've got a lot of work to do, and I'm even looking forward to what the final product ends up being. Now, uh, I know you recently just put out that uh, Fragile Seed EP with, like, some of the former songs you've already created. Uh, are there going to be any of the older ones that weren't on there that are going to be on the album, or is it all brand new? It's all going to be brand new. Oh, I like that, though. Originally, we were going to release a different album, and with the pandemic kind of hitting, you know, there was a lot of time to do some soul-searching and some thinking, and I realized that we have changed so much as not just human beings, but as musicians, you know, since uh, I first wrote this record. And, you know, I wrote that record on my own. Now I have, you know, my partner in crime and work like working together has been the coolest thing because for years I've always been the guy to just write everything by myself. It's always been from one mind. And I hate that. You know, some people might thrive off of that in an egotistical sense. For me, it's like, nah, man, the more hands in this uh, means, you know, more perspectives, more thoughts, more opportunities, more possibilities. So stuff that, that John and I have been able to come up with together has definitely helps push us forward and it, I don't know, it just makes it's just gonna make everything so much better so we're gonna release these old songs as EPs throughout the year you know just to stagger it and play along with the, you know the internet's the algorithm that whole bullshit game that we all have to get you know get through has that affected you guys by the way because I know I, I feel like currently in this day and age with trying to promote your music as an upcoming and rising band it's like a struggle almost now to just get your name out there and like mainly having to rely on like names such as like billboard or like the noise for like you know uh some sort of promotion like how does it work with you guys i think it's hard for everyone right now i think it's easier for the bigger artists that exist out there because they already have a platform they already have their followers they already have their thing for a new artist i think it's hard as hell and I think that it's going to be even harder for aspiring artists that have any form bands. I think the face of music is going to change very much after all of this. You know, we're going to see kind of like that local scene 
dissolve a bit after all of this, which, uh, you know, equates to, or rather it like immediately translates over to bands and whatnot. It's not going to be easy to just go out there and play anymore. It's not going to be easy to just go out there and promote yourselves, especially with all the noise that exists on the internet right now. We're all very distracted with a lot of different things happening. I feel like there's every other day there's some social media bomb going off. This person said this, that person said that. It's just, it's insanity. So it's very much so an uphill battle that we're, we're, uh, we're trying to work with it. And, you know, if it was up to me, I would have released these songs a long time ago. I'm like, enjoy, guys. Here's everything. But uh, blowing your load in one sitting is never a good idea. So we're trying to, like, stagger it all out. We're trying to do the best thing that we, we can for ourselves is to just take our time. Absolutely. And, like, I was going to say, too, like, I noticed that, like, uh, the singles that you have put out were, like, kind of, like, spaced out with one another, too. It's the whole anticipation of, like, when's the next Vespera song going to come out, you know? And, like, once it does, it's, like, it, at least from what I've noticed on Spotify, the numbers are, like, fairly high. Uh, would you say that, like, kind of uh, – benefits you guys by spacing out the singles for at least like the songs that you put out i think it's benefited it, it's definitely somehow benefited us in the long term i would have preferred to have done it a little bit different but at the same time i'm a big believer that you know the universe does what it has to do kind of thing and you know i, I am i'm at the mercy of the universe and if my original plan falls through then it's fine it's worked out so far. I, I don't know. It could. I'm. It could have been better. Yeah. I mean, it's all just trial and error, and you know, we we put our all into it, and uh, you know, sometimes it, we're like, oh, we could have done better here, and then you know, we're kind of just getting better and better as we go forward, and, and and learning at you know every opportunity we have. Yeah, we're we're trying to just test it out and just try to figure out what works, what doesn't, and all that. You know, we're we're just throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks. Pretty much. Kind of, you're growing. Uh, you're growing in rising band. It makes sense. You're going to learn even more throughout your years. Yeah, we have to learn through our failures more than anything. That's the yeah. most important thing. You know, we've had releases that don't get playlisted, that don't get anything. They just kind of sit there on the internet, and someone you know falls upon and says, "Oh, I love this. Why not?" You know, it's whatever happens, happens kind of thing. We're just here to create the art. If people are drawn to it, great. If they're not, well, fuck, you know, that's... It's funny you say that because, like, uh, I found it through you guys through uh, Jared Dines. Because I'm mm. pretty sure he promoted your guys' music, at least Bloom, like, when it first came out and all. And, like, I swear, uh, Casville, you were in one of his videos before? Yeah. Like, uh, you were, like, a, you were the camera guy, I'm pretty sure, and they had you, like, try that one watermelon dish thing that they had, the nacho or whatever. Dude, that was the first time I think I'd like hung out, hung out with Jared for real. He invited me over, and they were filming the Dicky Dine show. And I don't really know these people. All of a sudden, I got Austin just giving the people's elbow to a watermelon. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck yeah, dude, this is rad. I tried one of the weirdest dishes in my life that day. And mind you, I tried some weird shit. But yeah, and they mutual friend pass away unfortunately, and we did something called the Brotherhood Part Five. So those are like two things that I popped in with Jared, and I'm, I'm real grateful that uh, both Jared and Austin took the time to promote our stuff. You know, it's it's hard breaking out, man. It's hard reaching out to new people. So whenever anyone, whether you have internet clout or not, you know, goes out of the way to push something that they believe in or something that they like, or they're just trying to help someone out, you know, trying to help them grow. I'm 100% grateful for that, and for sure. uh, I, I appreciate Jared and Austin very much for that. 
Yeah, I mean, even those two, like, those are the ones, like, I was introduced to uh, the band A Marionette, who we interviewed a couple weeks ago on here. Uh, they talked to the whole fans about, like, their uh, one of their new singles that came out at the time, Baddest, and that's how, like, they kind of, like, were getting some more clout on the internet, just based on that, so... It's good to have that sort of connection, you know? Yeah, Marionette, oh, yeah. that, that dude's a genius writer. Uh, we, we go way back. I've known Nick for uh, a good handful of years now. They're a really cool band. Yeah, we had a great time interviewing those guys, too. Very awesome, very chill. So moving on here now, uh, I know we talked a little bit about this with your influences and everything, and I was just wondering like, what some of your main ones is, like some of your biggest ones, would you say, that would either go into the band in general or at least like this new album coming out? Yeah, I mean, we kind of came together on, uh, you know, obviously we, we love Deftones. When uh, the album was being done, you were on a big tool kick. Yeah. You know, Nirvana, stuff like that. But, uh, you know, even Chevelle, Incubus. Uh, but we have, you know, it's been now three years since we, uh, you know, put out Bloom and our influences have, have changed a lot. There's a lot of wacky ones now kind of all over the place. Uh, there's a band called Sus that I got into that is just like a bunch of 60-year-old dudes making uh, what they call ambient country music. It's um, so good. And wow. I'm not a country music fan, but it, it blew my mind. And uh, that, you can definitely hear some of those influences on the stuff we're working on. Uh, we've been listening to uh, some uh, Arabic trap. Um, yes. Uh, some reggae, some dance hall, dance hall, yeah. Um, Shenzia, uh, dude. I, I, if we start listing off names, you're gonna be, you're gonna go on Spotify later and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> dude, that's the goal, honestly. That is the goal right now. <laughs> Sabrina Claudia, I think, is one of my favorite artists right now. Uh, you know, Radiohead's an artist that I grew up on. That, you know, listening to them now as an adult, I realize this band has transcended genre for a long time. I look up to artists like that where you're like oh what's their genre and you're like everything they'll go from a really cool electronic song to something really vibey to something heavier than you expected whatever like we want to exist everywhere in the spectrum um you know we obviously have our, our heavier influences i think north lane's a really cool band oh, very, I love north lane very cool band um been listening to a lot of holy fawn lately yeah they're so. cool oh dude they're like a heavy shoegaze kind of band. Yeah. That's why um, I fuck with shoegaze so hard, dude. Like, love them then. Yeah, look up Holy Fawn for sure. Holy Fawn. The new Loathe record's really cool. Loathe is very cool. Oh, I let it in and took everything, yeah. It's one of my top albums of the year, actually. I would agree with you. When it comes to that world, 100%. Dude. The Deftones influence too is so obvious, but like they make it work. Like they're not like a rip-off Deftones band in my opinion. It's just it's it they do it with their own style of music and it works beautifully. They've got their own flavor. I've been listening to a lot of Hammock lately. Hammock is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. When it comes to ambient music, um, if these trees could talk is definitely one of my uh, influences. Uh, like a post-metal kind of instrumental band. Um, uh, yeah, we could go on for days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh no, you've made it clear. Like that's awesome. And like, th would you, would you say like, yeah, that the ambient sound is going to be a new factor to this new album? You know, it's it's kind of already slightly tucked into the songs that we have, and some of the songs that we that we haven't released have a little bit of ambience. But like I said earlier, we want to really push the dynamics. So yeah, we really want to go into 
more ambient stuff as well. I, I feel like if you have something really ambient and then out of nowhere it gets heavy, the dynamic will make the ambient part sound so much softer and that heavy part so much heavier, and that's what we're kind of about. We want to grab polar opposites and put them together in a fucking sandwich and make you eat it. To summarize it, I feel like whenever someone asks like what kind of music we listen to, what we really like is music that sounds like but also group right it's in your seat not moshing your seat dance in your seat in a different kind of way just vibing but, away yeah dude uh yeah it's a, the spectrum of vibe the vibe spectrum is what we're trying to it's do a, it's a wide open spectrum mm-hmm. you can have a song where you're just sitting on the couch kind of contemplating your life all of a sudden you want to stand up and throw your fucking couch at the wall <laughs> you're like fuck it here we go i love it uh, so as far as like performing, touring, and everything like that, because uh, I know you guys have been touring recently. Uh, as a vocalist myself, like, what do you guys do like when you're struggling? You know, uh, how does it? How is it like when you're going from town to town, and you know the varieties of crowds, and you know, honestly, the hoarseness of your voice throughout. I know as a, you know, like I said, as a singer, I understand. You know, days and days of vocalizing, and then. You're just trying to really like play catch up, you know, afterwards and try to recover before you have something else that's coming down the road. Well, unfortunately, this band has not toured. We were supposed to do some touring this year, uh, but I have toured in other bands and as a singer. I've learned a lot in my journey because I was not a singer originally. I was always playing instruments and bands. I would do backup vocals here and there, but then at one point it was just like, okay, I guess I'm a singer now. It's really important to treat this like a job, first and foremost. Um, I have never, ever, 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 ever drank or done any kind of drug on tour because I know that it affects my recovery time. Uh, you know, I, I'm an avid pot smoker at home. It's <laughs> my whole shtick. And uh, I can turn that off on the road because I realize that that's just going to make things harder for me. In prior bands, I had the worst time of my life because I had this issue, I think, when I was younger where I'd really look up to a tenor kind of singer, you know, looking at bands like mm-hmm. and Seos and all that kind of shit. And if you hear my voice now, it's not that high up. And I'm writing all these really high parts and singing became a fucking chore. I hated what I was doing. And it was that issue where, like, you know, going day in, day out, there was a tour that I did was three that was three months long almost, and everyone kept getting sick because they weren't taking care of themselves. And I got sick multiple times in that tour. I got the flu so many times and kept pushing with a winter tour, mind you. And it was very hard to push. I was, like, taking a pre-workout before I'd get on stage just to give me the extra oomph because I was singing so damn high every single day. It was horrible. And my big takeaway from all that is that, one, Doing that isn't completely necessary. Two, you have to be a lot more relaxed. When you get you know, behind any instrument, from singing to drums to guitar or anything like that, this, if you're tense, you're playing your instrument incorrectly. You know, think that squeezing is going to get you that high note, and it's quite the opposite. I don't have that issue anymore where I find myself taxed, because even on that tour where I was constantly getting sick, I was still able to perform, maybe not at 100% every single day, I was still able to do better than average. I'd like to think. You know, people might disagree, but it's tough, man. Singing is not uh, an easy instrument, and some people have this freakish talent where 
I have seen other singers I've toured with on copious drugs kill it every single night. And then you got me where if I eat an edible, I don't know what a note is. You know, I and I don't I don't understand it. I don't get it. But what I've learned is to just take care of my instrument, warm up every single day, hydrate, eat well, sleep well. Those are the four most important things. As and as long as you do that and you're consistent, um, you should have an easier time. You have to remember your vocal cords are a muscle, just like everything else. And if I told you to go run five miles right now, you'd probably be like, fuck. But if you had the time to condition yourself to run those five miles, to run ten miles, you'll get to it and you'll be able to do it with a breeze at one point. You just have to consistently wake up every single day and make the conscious choice to work on yourself. To get yeah. I uh, I completely agree with that. Um, you know, I I mess up my voice way early into my singing days um, because I used to try to. I, I'm a baritone as well, baritone into a bass register. <laughs> I decided to sing a lot of Lincoln Park covers. I'm talking about like you know, uh, breaking the habit and like all that kind of stuff. And I didn't even know how to scream properly. Uh, that that's a way different kind of talent that you just can't learn overnight. And I would just get out there and instead of just I would just just you know scream without like you know without any training, any warm up, and just scream into the mics. I thought it was raw as hell and. It just it it takes a tax later on. Um, you know, thankfully I was able to recover, but you know, after days of enduring that kind of stress, it does hurt a lot. And I'm I'm glad that you put that point out there because not a lot of people really think that warming up and everything is really that beneficial because some people are just naturally good. But I, everyone should everyone should warm up. Everyone should take care of themselves. You know, it, just like your just like the rest of your body and everything. It's it's all a muscle, like you said, and it does wear out. So that's all. I didn't mean to restate your point or anything, but I deeply agree with that. And I think that should be stressed more nowadays, especially with uh, different genres like heavier metal and, you know, even like just all these crazy belters that you hear on pop. Just be careful, know your limitations and work around it if you have to. Pretty much. That's it. You've got all stars like Mariah Carey who fucked her voice up because she didn't warm up every single day because she thought. Yeah natural talent and that's it and natural talent can only take you so far you have to put in the time to condition your voice to condition your arms your legs whatever depending on whatever instrument it is that you're playing it will catch up to you if you don't take the time everyone's so so rushed to, to just get to, from point a to point b and they don't take the proper time you know just warm up man that's it that's that's the one big thing it, jonathan i was gonna ask you like how do you do it then for yourself then as the drummer and all Oh man, um, I mean, there's definitely been times when I I haven't, um, and those are the times when I struggle the most on the drums when I don't enjoy what I'm doing. But uh, whenever I'm in a really good rhythm, like whenever we're, you know, if we're preparing, well, now we've prepared for the the Monuments tour uh, twice, but it's been canceled <laughs> yeah. twice. Yeah. Uh, you know, when I was preparing for that tour, it was just you know, practicing every day. And, and I was going to be playing for Sky Harbor on that tour as well. So, Same. you know, All learning. doing double duty. Yeah, both of us were. He was he was going to be on bass for Sky Harbor, and, and I was going to be filling in on drums. So I, I was putting in, like, seven hours a day, you know, learning the songs and, and, uh, and making sure to really warm up. And, you know, especially with the, the type of when you get into more prog music with, like, fast drumming and, and stuff like that, uh, you almost have to treat it, you know, treat yourself as if you're an athlete and really uh, take care to, you know, what you said, to be 
loose in everything you're doing to, to try to analyze and figure out if you have any tension to like get rid of it and focus on your technique so that everything you're doing is just as efficient and as easy as possible. And when you do that, then it's a lot more enjoyable. You know, those are the moments when I've had the most fun on the kit because it's just like everything just flows out of you naturally and you're not like, ah, you're not, you know, struggling to make some something happen. It just is happening. And I had a, a few special moments when, when learning the, like the Sky Harbor stuff, for example, because that was kind of a, a little bit out of my uh, comfort zone. You know, I, I haven't played double kick in like five years and suddenly I'm doing all that stuff where like when I was really putting in the time, it almost felt like someone else was playing the parts through me. Like I wasn't even doing it, you know, but when you get there, when you're just so relaxed and you just let it flow out, those are, uh, that's the, the end goal for sure. Yeah, to piggyback, there's something really important that I realized. I said it before, but I want to like really reiterate it in this way. You are a conduit of energy when you're an artist. When you're performing, you're just, energy is just flowing through you. If you're powering up like a super saiyan to fucking do the part, you're, you're doing it wrong. That tension is not what's supposed to happen. You're supposed to be as free and as open as water, as wind. You just have to let it flow through you. And the way that you do that is through practice, by slowly building it. Now, slow and steady wins the race. Rome wasn't built in a day. It takes time. So you work through it slowly, slowly. It takes hours, and it's so annoying, but you have to do it. And at one point, you're just able to just let everything flow through you, and it's so much fun, and it's so much better. And you are enjoying what you're doing rather than stressing. like, oh, God, am I going to hit this note? Am I going to do this? Am I going to do that? Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. That's not the way that you want to be. You know, you're supposed to be just free you're supposed to be your head's supposed to be clear when you're on the stage when you're performing it, it seems like too like you're you don't even seem like nervous even when you like perform or anything like you seem like you're just in the zone am i right you have to be i mean so we did one show we we were supposed to play we played at the roxy it was our first show ever and then we were supposed to do another like a kickoff then go on the tour was, it, was that one uh the emo night that you had advertised before no that, that was <laughs> just a dj set yeah people oh, were, okay we just yeah. DJed that. Yeah. Um, no, this was at the Roxy, uh, October something. Yeah, coming up on a year, which is crazy. To think. Yeah, yeah. People are surprised when they find out we've only played one show. Yeah, I'm even surprised about that. That's crazy. Yeah, man. Like that was my first time on a stage in five years, so there was definitely like this nervousness that kind of like creeped in for a little bit, and I kind of just sat back. And just let it flow in and out of me and just kind of meditated a bit and realized, hey, man, I've been doing this since I was 15 years old. Like, You've been doing this for a minute, pal. Why are we nervous? This is what you've been doing on way bigger stages. Relax. Everything's going to be fine. If you sing a bad note here and there, who cares? You're not a machine. You are a human being. And it's going to happen. I would love to be the dude that gets, you know, a fucking 10 out of 10 perfect score five gold stars at every performance it takes time yeah i mean we put in a lot of practice i i was nervous as fuck at the beginning of that set uh just because you know we've had all this time leading up to the first show and it's like it's got to be perfect you know and all these people you know gonna see us for the first time and i i almost puked during paradise i i like felt <laughs> and i just kept playing but you know that's why we put in the practice because even while i'm like almost puking I didn't like miss a note because of it, just because it, you know, mm -hmm. we had, we've, we had practiced it so much that, you know, any variable can come at you and, and hopefully it won't fuck you up.
Yeah, once once we got through Paradise, I feel like my brain switched and it was like, have fun. That's the most important part of all this. Have fun. And I blacked out pretty much and came back to 30 minutes later and I was like, that was fun. Yeah. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Were you, were you headlining or was that like an opener for that show? Uh, we were co-headlining, or rather, uh, what's the word? Direct support. Direct support, yeah. yeah. We didn't want to headline it for a show. That'd be stupid. Right. Like, look at us, guys. We have a few songs out. <laughs> Let's headline a show here. You know, we're not those type of people who are like, it's our first show. It's like, hey, we're playing our first show. We're going to play with some other friends. They're cooler. They're more prominent. You know? Who was the band, did you say? Uh, War Twins was the band that uh, headlined. And it was, I think, their last show. Their last show for a while. Yeah, they they were going on a hiatus. Coming to find out, we all went on a hiatus. Hey! <laughs> they just led the charge. Yeah. They knew. Yeah. Oh, the War Twins conspiracy. <laughs> you know, we're, we're looking forward to, to playing more shows, man. That's that's all I wanted to do this year. I have this great affinity for waking up in a new city each and every day and just performing at different venues and talking to different people. And, you know, I, that shit inspires me. Man. That, that's, that Monuments that's, tour that... Uh, got canceled twice is that like for sure done done or is it gonna happen again no idea no idea do you have anything planned we have no idea what's going to happen true in music i get questions like this all the time like what do you think is gonna happen i'm like here's what i know is going to happen the two big companies live nation and aeg or golden voice are going to get bigger stronger more powerful Everything else beneath that is going to either crumble or be on life support, and we better hope that you know our our government does something to help those indie venues. Saveourstages.org. Yeah, saveourstages.org. Yeah. That's a yeah. big thing that we're uh, we're pushing. We're like, guys, we don't know what's going to happen, and if you want talent, like underground talent, to shine through, you have to put your time into this. Stop focusing on what all these bigger publications are focusing on because that stuff is already paid for that stuff is already handled you know you gotta at least for me both of us have this bond where when we were younger we'd go to like myspace music and last fm pure volume and all that kind of stuff and we'd go seek out other artists that we liked you know we would just go and just listen to whatever like oh we like this we hate this we like this we hate this and you know you're able to form your own musical opinion and give support to artists that would have never normally had the, you know that spotlight it's, right. it's so damn important we do have a tour that's supposed to be happening with nate in march 2021 okay but we don't know if it's gonna happen and, and that's it we're hoping we're hoping that it goes through god i hope that somehow someone flips a switch and this all just goes away but we have no idea we have no idea so for the time being we're just putting our attention towards creating at home and refining our craft yeah i i hope all the tours happen i was really looking forward to doing the uh, the monuments one yeah was... i was looking forward to seeing you guys in cleveland so <laughs> yeah dude i hope so it'll happen eventually like we're we're in this for the long run there's a lot of people that have been like kind of just quitting music after all this happened they're like you know what uh, this isn't gonna work blah 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 but we're we're lifers man we're uh we're, we're here for the long run so no matter what, we're going to make it happen. Absolutely. And I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully see you guys on the road soon, you know? Honestly, uh, you guys definitely, uh, you guys had a lot to say for that last one. So, um, at, like, I ended up, you ended up covering a couple more of my questions. But 
I did have uh, one thing I would love to see, if anything, from you guys. Um, if you guys ever get the chance, I would love to see maybe like a live stream uh, kind of concert you guys can do. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to see something like that. I mean, I, I, I know it's not the most uh, lucrative way, you know, do concerts or anything. Um, honestly, I've just really enjoyed watching some of them lately. Um, one such example is being from, of course, mention them probably every episode by now, but Dance Gavin Dance. Uh, they had a stream like a couple months ago where they were covering their album because unfortunately, just like everyone else, their tour got canceled too. And honestly, I really, really hope that you guys, along with a lot of other, you know, bands that are just like on the, you know, brink of like really like getting somewhere, uh, really get going in uh, 2021. You know, I, I know it's going to be hard, but honestly, I really, really can't wait for the future. Um, you know, I know a lot of people are going to have a lot more downtime now, and there's going to be a lot more writing processes going and a lot more ideas flowing because, you know, you're at home and you're not really like going like everywhere. And, you know, you're not really you have more time to kind of contemplate and really think through albums. And that's one thing I've really noticed this year, a lot of bigger albums coming out they've seemed like such uh, forefronters of the new decade. It's not like just the same sound from 2010s, you know, transitioning forward. It's more like, hey, let's do something for once. You know, I'm tired of hearing the same, you know, for, uh, you know, 4-4 time signature pop song that everybody freaking knows how to play by this point. You know, I, I just, I love seeing all the new, all the new genres coming in, you know, all the new, uh talents rising you know i that's all i mean it's more of just it's more of just a commemoration that you guys are still staying despite everything that's going on um i really really respect that and you know i really can't wait to hear more um that's really all i have to say but um maybe one last question uh is there any like uh hints that you can give at for the next album or anything like that any um I don't know any like parting uh aspects of your career that you guys are looking forward to i mean yeah i think the biggest thing is just uh is the songs that we're working on right now i'm, I'm really excited about uh a lot of the songs that are kind of in in progress right now and uh it's just really inspiring coming in here and, and working on on those songs and, and hearing kind of where they're going and i can't wait like you said we have a folder of over a thousand ideas recorded at this point and i'm so excited to just go through and and kind of pick out our favorite ones and, and start uh putting the album together mm-hmm. we you know we've also got our first uh cover that we're working on right now True. that uh we spent a lot of time on it because we wanted to give it a really unique touch so we're on that right now we won't say what it is yeah. uh we'll throw you a hint james bond I'm going to give, and then you can go take that and figure out what the fuck that means. And if you can guess it, shoot me a message and I'll tell you yes or no. We're, you know, dude, we're, we're just excited to, to stay productive. It's cool that we don't have any deadlines. We don't have anything that we have to do before all of this happened. You know, we were, we're, we were doing double duty for not only the Sky Harbor Monuments tour, but for the Nate tour as well. Like, we're playing for other artists and all these tours. I'm pulling triple duty as a tour manager as well. And, you know, a lot of, like, coordinating, also learning music, you know, 
he's learning he's working on the Vespera songs learning the sky harbor songs learning the nate songs i'm over here learning the craziest bass parts i've ever played in my fucking life for sky harbor and then switching over to guitar for nate's stuff while coordinating everything we had no time to ourselves it was just day in day out learning songs you know we had two shifts i'd go to sleep at about six in the morning from learning everything at night he'd wake up early sitting here for seven hours working on these crazy songs on drums and then at one point i'd take over and start learning my half of the songs it was just insanity and then all of a sudden it all just died off and we we're like what do we do now <laughs> right let's write the fucking album that we've been talking about all this time we've spent all this time listening to the music talking about it kind of messing around here and there but we never like took the actual time to really start putting ideas down on paper and and reflecting off of it and seeing what's coming out of us um, and now that's that's it that's our big focus just experimenting as much as we can here doing everything that we can to I don't know, to hopefully write that record that goes down in history man that'd be super cool uh, why why not you know I, I'm looking forward to it I, I based on what you've told us today I think it's gonna be great probably gonna be like some of your best material yet you know I hope so if people were like ah we like those first songs more I'd be like all right something's wrong here <laughs> no wrong. kidding though. i mean don't get me wrong i love bloom and honestly obsidian dreams is still like my favorite track by you guys yet but i'm looking for something new dude obsidian's like i think our weakest song on spotify but it's like a favorite for a lot of people it's it, just... i love it i love the song and like even when the music video came out like you know the first time like i was on that video of like on repeat for a little bit like it's it's solid Man, that's great to hear. Yeah. Well, if if you like Obsidian Dreams, you like <laughs> some of the things that we're going to be doing in the future. Yeah. I've also, just to talk about what uh, Sebastian mentioned, that the whole live stream thing. Um, I've, I've also watched a few. I was on the, uh, the Under Oath to find the great line. Oh, uh, yeah. They did their, like, whole albums, like, on those yeah, things. That, that was awesome to see. Um, and it's, it's something we've talked about doing, too. So... Mm. Uh, you know, we'll see. We just have a unique way of doing it because uh, one of our guitar players is in Canada and this country is closed right now. Yeah. So, yeah. so we're trying to figure out a unique way of doing it where we can live stream something where we're performing, you know, here and he's performing over there remotely and we can make it all come together. Because it'd be cool to get us all together in the same room, but that's not going to happen right now. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure like uh, Enter Shikari did something like that, or at least like, that's how they like recorded their live things because like they weren't in the same room at all and they just had it like you know one person was recording in their room the other one's in their room they had the separate boxes and like they were playing an entire song so it's an idea yeah 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 that is definitely in the talks right now so mm -hmm. so we'll see I, I hope we could do that because i think it would be really cool yeah i'd love to do that yeah just all set not like a full-blown thing i don't think we're cool enough to you know play for a whole hour we don't even have an hour. We have exactly 49 minutes of music right now. Okay. Add a couple covers. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, true. And we'll, you know, I think we'll do something small, like a little 20-minute set, you know, pretend like, you know, we're opening a tour or something like that. Just a small little thing. Just just so you guys can see that we don't suck live, you know. There you go. You listen to an artist on Spotify or on Apple Music, and then you go see them, and it sounds like a goat's getting murdered. Never mind. Oh, sometimes, uh, sometimes it could be a good thing, but you know, we're, we're you know, we want to sound like a goat getting murdered. Good way, not bad way. 
I can tell you, like, I would rather hear a band sound better live than in the studio. So, like, even if, like, for some reason you sucked in the studio, I'm doing it live, doing it very well live. That's even better, honestly. Cool. Makes it worth. I feel like our live performance is going to be better because even like we've changed up little things in the songs, you know, and in our live renditions of it, like Obsidian Dreams, for example, is a little different live. Same thing goes with a song like Sleepless. We, we change up little things to make the live performance unique um, and not just an exact copy of the record. You know, we're not trying to sound like the record. We're trying to sound like ourselves. And every time we get a new little idea, if we want to fuck with something and Obsidian, Paris, whatever, we'll do it. You know, because we're not trying to replicate the song. We're just trying to play it. And if we want to do, like, a cool little rendition or a weird little thing with it, you know, why not? Right. I like to experiment and mess around with our music, even the stuff that's already been written and released. Makes it unique. Absolutely. Well, I think, uh, honestly, that like concludes everything with uh, our questions and all. Is, unless you have anything else, Sebastian? Do you have anything else to add? Uh, I do not. All right. Uh, do you guys want to make any other remarks before uh, we get to the album recommendations? I wanted to ask you guys, maybe this is uh, premature, but I wanted to ask you guys you are uh, listening to lately. What are you stoked on? Let me get my Spotify up. Um, I can tell you right now that like some of my for my personal biggest kicks, I've been on like a lot of like poppier kicks lately, uh, especially like a Charlie XCX. Really mm-hmm. digging that new album. Uh, the weekends after hours, absolutely yep. love it. That's same. Oh, that's easily his best work in my opinion. After everything I've heard of his, um, I guess in terms of uh, metal music and all, or like even rock, I guess. I'll be real, honestly. I haven't been on too big of a rock and metal kick lately. Like here and there, I will like I'll listen to the playlist, whatever, have it in the background, but. It just nothing has been interesting lately, you know. It's just old stuff I go back to. So I focus now. Cause here's the thing too. I'll add this. Um, in when I was a sophomore in high school, uh, I was only on a metal kick. You know, you're going through that angsty stage in life, and you're just kind of like, I really like metal. Everything else sucks. Poppy shit. What a rap crap. Or you know, like no, none of that. Right. So only about a year ago, uh, well, a little bit beforehand, I started like you know listening to other subgenres, but only recently like last year is when i really started to be like all right let's listen to some like you know pop stuff or rap stuff like tyler the creator like childish gambino you know i really like that new gambino album this year that came out 31520 absolutely one of his best works probably his second best album in my opinion uh but some of my other stuff i've been listening to i like the new logic album uh mary nett's new album that came out oh jesse ware Jesse Ware's new album, What's Your Pleasure? It's very 80s. It's got that 80s pop, like, poppy vibes to it. Absolutely incredible. I fuck with it. And uh, that's, like, that's kind of it, basically. And everything else is just whatever I have shuffled on my, like, master playlist, you know? But that's mine, uh, what I've been listening to lately. Uh, Sebastian, what about you? So, honestly, uh, I've always been a really really diverse listener of music um you know i majored in in opera and i uh also have um you know sang metal before as i've stated before but i grew up i mean this my you know 
sad to say, uh, RIP, my father was buried in a tool shirt to give you a little bit of, like, an influence, you know, as well. Like, I I was born, like, basically listening to metal. Uh, my first ever concert was a Mushroom Head show when I was, I think, six or seven. Um, and uh, ever since then, though, I've had my grandparents give me a lot of uh, their music tastes. I've also been a huge fan of Elvis. He's probably my biggest influence as far as performing. But as far as music lately I've been listening to, uh, I've really gotten down with uh, – do you mind if I just give my album recommendation here? Go, yeah, go for it. Uh, actually, I, I just pulled it up. Uh, the artist is JMSN or Jameson. I don't know how it's pronounced, but I just found out about this through a good friend of mine. Uh, I really enjoy this. Uh, this goes along with the more uh, – experimental kind of groove uh, j uh liquid jazz kind of or sorry acid jazz kind of sound that i've been getting from like uh bands like jamiroquai and um even uh some older uh genesis and stuff like that um i i've really i've really also just been listening to a lot of bluegrass uh i i love the dead south right now um huge I don't, I don't know what it is but something about a guy in a cello playing it like a bass i i don't know that just gets me like so happy um and then also to bring him up again uh, i was so surprised when you guys mentioned that you guys were good friends with nate wants to battle um he's honestly a huge part of my library right now since he's been putting out a lot of new music um and then i've also been dabbling in some uh I've been listening to a lot more Suicide Boys too because I wanted to make a song that was similar to something like that uh, just because like I wanted to kind of get into that whole uh, metal and trap kind of sound. I don't know. I I really liked it and I just wanted to see what I can do for it. But I was going to say, too, that, yeah. gonna say too, like their new album is awesome. Absolutely great. Oh, yeah. It, one of my highest rated ones this year. I know that. Yep. Uh, but yeah, and since Sebastian gave uh, his album rec recommendation, I'll give mine here real quick. I was just going to go with uh, Deftones' album, uh, Koi no Yokan. Uh, probably like like that one, definitely one of their bigger shifts, I'd say, in terms of their style and all. Like, I guess like, you know, all their albums are vastly different than the last, you know, to be fair. But this one, in my opinion, was like a bigger change. I feel like they went for definitely like, you know, for some songs even like a softer ish sound compared to their past works i'd say uh i wouldn't say like even like shoegazy because i feel like their most like shoegazy album even would be or shoegaze influence would be either their self-titled their saturday night wrist but you know personally koino yokan it's definitely like an album that deserves a lot more recommend or uh, not recommendation uh recognition because of just how great the sound is in general like if i were to suggest a song though i'd say either like swerve city uh, Rosemary or Tempest, but yeah. What about you guys? Tomb is my favorite song on that record. I, uh, mine is Rosemary, yeah. so I, I agree. What, what was and yours? Rosemary and Entombed. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Good stuff. Uh, album recommendation. Is this supposed to be current or any, any album? Anything at all. Whatever you'd like. Whatever oh. you think deserves to be heard. Uh. I will go ahead and say uh, Highline by Sus, S-U-S-S. -S. Um, that's that Indian country, if you want to check that out. It's uh, something I had never heard before. Um, 
I've been very into uh, Earth by Dream Koala. Uh, th that's a unique one. It's like Radiohead meets ambient R&B. What was that one you mentioned earlier that was like the, the heavy ambient stuff? Uh, yes, uh, Death Spells by Holy Fawn. Definitely check. Holy Fawn? Yeah. F-A-W-N. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, they are awesome. Um, one of my favorites of all time is uh, the Crosses record. Yep. Uh, Bitches Brew. That's That song's solid. Love it. That's uh, Chino's work, too. If anyone at home is wondering, Chino Moreno from the Deftones. Moreno, my bad. Also, uh, Above the Earth, Below the Sky by If These Trees Could Talk. Um, amazing. But I'll shut up now. <laughs> <laughs> You're good. I'm, I, honestly, I'm even taking these recommendations to heart. You should. Uh, I think uh, between the two of us, we're pretty decent little curators. We should have a a side job at Spotify, if you ask me. Please do. Honestly, apply. Just apply yeah. anyway. <laughs> yes. um, if I had to recommend one record, just one, it'd be Polyenza's Pure in the Plastic. That is that that is a very life-changing record. I could also mention uh, Carnival's Sound Awake. That is... Definitely. If you're talking about that you can't find a rock band that fucking blows your mind these days and everything sounds the same... Go listen to Carnival. K A R N I B O O L. Sound Awake is the name of the record. Just start from the beginning of the record, and you're gonna go, oh fuck. Australian band, correct? Yep. Yep. Yeah. I've I've heard of them before. I just never invested in them, but I've heard some of their songs, and they're wild. This is why I moved to Australia. <laughs> they are putting out some of the best music. Australia has uh, great music. And they had they... the best scene. Yeah. yeah. Also, we, we do have a, uh, you know, because we could go on for days and days, uh, we do have a playlist on Spotify that we update every now and again. Uh, if you go to our, our Spotify page, I you'll see I looked into it. that one. I saw that you guys had uh, one of the Sleep Token songs on there, The Offering, correct? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Token is definitely a very cool band. Yeah. I Honestly, and I've seen them live, too. They're, they're fantastic live. Absolutely. Like, it was, yeah. it was it was mind changing for me even too because it's like how like the eerie style that they have and like you know it's it's great it's fantastic. Uh, I'll give you a third recommendation. Uh, Sabrina Claudio's "No Rain, No Flowers." She's opening for the weekend, right? For his tour. If she is, congratulations, Sabrina. That's amazing. That wouldn't surprise me. Uh, yeah, not at Similar all. Similar vibe. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's her and Don Tolliver that are supposed to be opening for the weekend. Good for her. Yeah, she's oh. great. Yep, that she is. Looking at her now. Yeah, you you know your shit, man. That's all. Oh, yeah, <laughs> music nerd right here. But uh, <laughs> but all right. Honestly, yeah, that's gonna conclude the interview today. Uh, guys, I want to thank you so much for this interview. This has honestly been like a hell of a time. We appreciate you taking the time out of your day to do this, and thank you for the music recommendations too. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you guys for having us. Uh, just music lover to music lover. Heart to heart, exactly. That's what we love. Uh, Sebastian, as always, thank you for joining me on this episode. Of course. And this has been the Music Corner, Rich the Analytics, and we are signing off.